Well, good morning. My name is Pastor Amrita, and uh, I am really, really excited about 1717. 2017, we planted a church on September 17, and it's our 17th week. And so I just want to thank you all for being here because uh, it's really a miracle. It's a miracle that you're here. It's a miracle that we are in a comedy club and we're having church. And so I just want to welcome you if you're new here. Man, you belong here and we're really excited that you're here and um, I'm so excited because our church is in a really fantastic season. It's early and we've decided to commit ourselves as a body of Christ to prayer and pray and fast together. And uh, there's something really special that happens, I believe, that when we pray and when we fast. We pray and fast. And Pastor Preepin said, when we fast, last week he said, we disconnect ourselves from the world. And I want to make sure that we're praying, that we're connecting ourselves to God. I want to make sure that we're not just starving ourselves, okay? And I want to make sure that, listen, you should have seen me last weekend. I was pulling out ice cream from the freezer frozen pizzas, meat. So my family decided we were going to do what's called a Daniel fast. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. Daniel's in the scriptures. And we decided that we were going to not eat meats and sweets. And so uh, I'm pulling out. I mean, I'm pulling out beef. I'm from Kansas. We love our beef, okay? I'm pulling out all the meat and we're just like a vegetarian family right now, just seeking God, praying and fasting. And so we're leading up to what we call our very first Kalos Unveil service. And so what we're going to do is we're going to actually, as a team this week, we are brainstorming, we're praying, we're actually going to ask you as a congregation, what is God speaking to you? We don't want to just know what the God is speaking to the pastors about the church. We want to know what the God is speaking to the church about the church, about our city, right? And so we want to know from you, what is God saying in this time of prayer and fasting? And so we're going to come together this Wednesday. We're going to pray and fast. You can come to my house, and we're going to uh, brainstorm. We're going to dream. We're going to listen to what God is saying. We're going to tune in. And then on January 28th, this is, the, this, is the, uh, this is the date that I want you to mark in your calendars. January 28th, we are having an unveil service. So we're going to unveil the plans of God, the vision of God for our next few months of the church. Amen? We're going to share how we're going to actually reveal to you the, the small groups that we're launching in February. Uh, we're going to tell you who those small group leaders are. I know some of you are like, who's leading a small group and where should I go? So we are going to unveil those to you. We're going to unveil an outreach. We love our city and we want to share the gospel, the beauty of Jesus with our city. So we're going to unveil that as well. So January 28th, mark your calendars. Everybody, please, everybody come. Even if you're like, Amrita, I just got here. I've never been here before. It's okay, come. You are invited so that you can hear what God is doing in this city and in Kalos Church. And so um, I'm really excited. The title of my message this morning is called, A Prayerful Life is a Powerful Life. A prayerful life is a powerful life. And I think that uh, before I jump into what I think a powerless life looks like, I want to read two scriptures to you. One found in Ephesians 3.16. And this is Paul talking. Paul, who used to kill Christians. Paul, who had a radical encounter with God, who is now praying or who is now preaching to all of these people to follow Jesus. He says this in Ephesians 3. He says, 
I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. The second scripture I want to read is James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I think that many of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we, we kind of realize that life kind of happens to us, and we kind of tend to be victims of relationships gone wrong, or a job gone wrong, or things that are happened in our life, and, and really we feel kind of powerless at times in our lives. And maybe you would say, Amritha, in 2017, I'm not gonna lie, I was in survival mode the whole year. I was just trying to keep my head above water. So many things happen. Maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you're just waiting for your marriage to get better and you're stuck. And it just sort of feels like life is just happening. Maybe your kids' schedules rule your life. And you just kind of feel like, I am never on the offense. I am always on the defense in my life. I feel kind of powerless. Maybe you're feeling empty inside. Maybe you go into this new year and you say, well, I should be feeling excited about my goals and I've written down some goals. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, some of your goals are really stupid, okay? They're really stupid. And some pastors are going to say to you, set goals this year. I'm saying to you, some of your goals are stupid. You're not even going to remember them a year from now, okay? Let's be real honest. So, some of you need to scratch all your goals that you've written down and you just need to say, my number one goal is to pray. I need to pray because you're trying to remedy some powerless issues in your life with some stupid goals. Instead of just saying, I I've got to start connecting with God on some of these issues in my life. So, there you go, there you go. And so you're feeling very defeated and I really believe that we need prayer. And prayer, I think for some of us has been sort of this mystical thing. I don't really know how to engage with God, that's okay. I didn't know somebody had to teach me. How do I engage with God? How do I talk to God? And we're gonna talk about a biblical and practical way to pray today. Because I believe that God loves us. And I believe that he hears us and that he's here for us. And so I just want you to uh, just think about the scripture. Do you need strength in your inner being? Do you need Christ to dwell richly within you? I had some moments in 2017 where I needed strength in my inner being and I did not have it. And I needed to turn to God and I needed to pray, and I needed to figure out how to connect with a God who loves me and would strengthen my inner being through his spirit by prayer. And uh, I want to tell you this story. I shared this story with our team earlier, and I thought it would be funny, but um, everyone actually looked really concerned, so I'm kind of curious who all of you are going to be with this. So when I was in eighth grade, I was the leader of my small group in junior high. And um, so I was like, I had all these little sixth grade and seventh grade and eighth grade, like even my peers were in my small group. We had different small groups. And I, um, I, I was just really excited about God, and I was hearing the adults talk about fasting and prayer. So I told my small group of 6th, 7th, and 8th graders to not eat for a week. I was like, you guys, let's pray. Let's seek God. He's got to come to our school. He's got to come to our friends. We need God. So don't eat food. Don't eat anything this week. And I'm telling you, God is going to come. And I was back 
passionate. I really loved God as a, as a 14-year-old. But I just, I didn't know what I was talking about. So I told them all, don't eat, let's pray. So they're like, okay, Amrita, we won't eat, we'll pray. And so um, we, we get into this week, and all of a sudden, like, in literally in, like, probably day two or three, um, my mom, we get a phone call at our house, and my mom's like, Amrita, someone's on the phone for you. And so I go to the phone, and I'm like, hello. And I mean, on the other end of this, um, phone was a mother of a sixth grader who was laying into me. She chewed me out. She was like, my son just passed out at school at recess because he hasn't eaten anything because you told him not to eat. What is wrong with you? Not only that, but he like has like a blood sugar issue. I didn't know. I didn't know. And he's like hypoglycemic or something. And like he passed out. And I didn't think to tell my like little like 11, 12 year olds, like make sure to talk to the doctor first. Like don't just fast. Like, you know, like all of us should just be aware of, you know? And so this mom was livid. And I mean, I'm on the phone crying. And I'm like, I'm really sorry you didn't know. Like, Cause when you're 14, you just think like if, if you pass out, you're probably like dying like I thought maybe my friend was gonna die and so I was like I'm really sorry so my mom gets on the phone like calms down this this mom and, and the boy was okay everybody just you know you're all looking concerned the boy was okay Jesus came through Woo! and uh, so I just think I tell you that story because I think some of us fasting and prayer can feel like we, we get all charged up and we're revved up and we can think that that fasting and prayer is kind of like out there it's like kind of for the spiritual people like how do we really Really engage in that how I don't even know if I believe in God I don't really even know where I'm at with God or I used to be close to God and I mean I've taken about 10 steps backwards how do I engage in this and I'll be really honest if that's you today prayer and fasting is for you prayer is for you connecting with Jesus is for you and so I want to share this point today my very first point is this we must make prayer our first response not our last resort Prayer should be our first response. First Thessalonians, Thessalonians. I like how to practice that word. I mean, I read it, but like you just don't often say it out loud. So can we all just say first Thessalonians together? Ready, go. First, thank you, you said it better than me. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. There's a story of a man who was very sick and was diagnosed with an illness and uh, the doctors ran all these tests and the doctor, the guy was sitting in the waiting room and the doctor came in and he just said, listen, man, I'm sorry. We have run all these tests. I know you've been through a lot, but there's nothing more we can do. There's nothing left except for maybe prayer. And the guy on the other end was like, is that it? Has it come to that prayer? And I want to encourage us. I don't think that prayer should be our last resort like this poor sick man was dealing with. Prayer needs to be the first thing that we do. I think that we often decide to pray when we get ourselves in a mess. After we've made a whole bunch of bad decisions. Have you ever been like, you're like, oh God, please save me. Please help me. Like I promise I'll never do anything wrong again if you give me a passing grade on this test. You know, you've ever been on E on empty in your car and you're like, God, I will never sin again. If you get me to the gas station, I promise you, I will never mess up. I promise I will live my life on fast and prayer. Whatever the pastor says, I'll do 
do it, you know? And so we just decide that we're gonna pray once we got ourselves into a huge mess, right? And so I wanna encourage us, prayer needs to be our first response, not our last resort. This is how we're going to live a powerful life. And uh, I wanna see what would it look like for you and your family What would it look like for you to wake up in the morning and acknowledge God and say, God, thank you for another day. Thank you that I'm breathing. Thank you that I have a family. Even though I've got a a, a day ahead of me that's crazy, thank you, God. Just acknowledging who, that's prayer. You can pray just like that. Uh, what would it look like before you are, are ready to, your, your administrator, your secretary is about to bring in another meeting for you and you're sitting in your office and, and she says, listen, are you ready for your next appointment? You say, no, 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 just a second, I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to take a second, I'm just going to pray. Lord, would you help me to be a blessing to the person that I'm meeting to? God, would you help me to be a kind person? Help me to have patience. I pray that I would be wonderful to this person, that I would be empowering to this person. Just take a second and pray. What if when we're dropping our kids off at school, we just take us and we say, hey, I just want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for my son or my daughter. I pray that they would be protected today at school. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that they would be a leader and not a follower. This is prayer. We can pray. We can have an honest conversation with God all day long. All day long. And if you've ever um, ridden in the car with me, you know that I often say this little prayer. Um, I, I do this a lot in our, when we get in the car as a family. And I don't know if it's because when I was 16 and I started driving, I was always kind of scared of car accidents. And so when I, I would always just kind of pray. And I would always say this prayer. I always, and I don't know where it came from. It must have been Jesus. But I just always pray. I just always say, Lord Jesus, I pray you'd keep your guardian angels around this car. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, babe? I always pray that, right? I always pray that. Preva makes fun of me because he thinks I'm talking to angels. Who knows? Whatever. But I really am, like, praying. I'm really praying. I'm asking God to come. And, um, and so I just say that really quick prayer. And so Kim Coriel, this last week, where's she at? Is she here? Is she in here? Kim, there's Kim. Kim comes to my house the other day, and she says, hey, Amrita, I got a new car, and I really want to show it to you. Do you want to ride in it? And I was like, yeah, let's ride in your car. That's awesome. So she comes to my house. She picks me up. We go out for lunch. And and after lunch, she says, you want to drive my car? And I'm like, heck no. I want to drive your brand new car. And she's like, why not? She's like, it's got the coolest like things that it does and gadgets and all these like features I want to show you. And I was like, um, Kim, I don't want to be the first one who puts a little dent in your car or has a little fender bender or worse, like has a like a full on like crash in your car. Like, please don't make me drive your car. Like, I never wanted to not drive a car so bad in my life. And uh, so she's like, please, will you drive? And I was like, OK, fine. So I like reluctantly get into the car. And uh, I, the first thing I said out loud, I said, Jesus please help me not wreck Kim's brand new car, please. And I know that sounds funny, but it was a real prayer. And I really meant it, and God really answered it. Not only did God answer it, but I drove like a grandma down the street. Like, I was just like, nobody come near me. This is Kim's car. You know what I mean? Like, I was just driving, like, real, like, like slow, just to make sure. And so I want us to make sure that prayer becomes a habit in our lives and not just in our lives and not just an emergency. Prayer is our first response, not our last resort. This will help us have a prayerful life and a powerful life. 
Second Chronicles 7, 13 through 14 says this. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. This scripture pumps me up because this scripture is talking about the power of God. God has the power to heal. He has the power to forgive. He has the power to enter your situation. A prayerful life is a powerful life. I'm not making this up. It's in the scriptures. I love the scripture because Jesus is saying, I will hear from heaven. I will hear your cry. When you're laying in your bed and you've given up and all you have left is prayer like the man who was sick, I'm telling you, Jesus has the power to heal you. He has the power to forgive you. He has the power to mend your broken heart. Jesus can touch your life. Make prayer your first priority, not your last resort. The second thing I want to share today is this. Pray until something happens. Push! See what I did there? Push. Pray until something happens. I think that if we're really, really honest with ourselves, we would say, I don't pray because I tried that. I don't pray because last time I prayed and I asked God to come through for me, he didn't. Some of us, even as believers, we struggle with that. And, uh, you know, maybe you're someone today, you say, Amritha, I am struggling with infertility. I've been wanting a baby for so long, and we've been praying and praying and praying for a baby, and I, it's just not happening for us. Maybe you're someone who knows someone who's very sick, who's been sick for a long time. You say, Amritha, I've, I've prayed and we pray for this person to be healed. And you're saying that God has healing power, but this person isn't getting healed. Or maybe you're someone who's stuck in addiction. You say, I can't, I'm trying so badly to kick this habit of alcohol, of pornography, of drugs, of issues in my life. And I go to God and I pray and nothing happens. And I want to encourage you this morning to pray until something happens. Don't stop until something happens. I want to read these scriptures to you. Three quick scriptures. Mark 11:24 says this. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you will receive it and it will be yours. These are God's promises. First John 5:14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. And I threw this scripture in James 5.15. So many incredible scriptures on prayer. I love this one. This one really touched my heart this week for you. James 5.15. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If you have sinned, they will be, for if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. God has a prayer. Pray until something happens. Pastor Pritipun and I got married uh, a little over five years ago. And uh, we made it. Five years, baby. <laughs> and uh, a little over five years ago, and when we, when we got into married, we, when we got married, we came into a financial situation where we were heavily, heavily in college debt. Anybody been there? You don't have to raise your hand. Okay. Um, and we were heavily, and it was so overwhelming, to be honest. You know, I'm talking about a prayerful life is a powerful life. We felt very powerless in the amount of debt, college debt, that we had to pay between the two of us. 
to be really honest. We felt pretty defeated. And um, we were faithful. Like, we knew we needed to just make those payments every single month. You know, maybe it'll tip a little off every month, you know. But, but that interest is accruing. And we're just sort of drowning in this debt. And so we decided that we were going to turn to God and we were going to pray. So every single night since the first day of our marriage, for the first probably five-ish years almost, we prayed that God would somehow enter our financial situation and clear out our debt. We didn't know how that would be. We didn't know if he would just say, no, you guys, I want you to just monthly pay. God's in that too. Sometimes he asks us to just be faithful and consistent. So we did that. We were doing that, but we were like, God, but you're powerful. You can do anything. Would you come and would you just, would you do something miraculous in our day? We just decided to believe for something different. And, um, so we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and then all of a sudden God calls us to plant a church. We didn't know where yet. Uh, and uh, I was like, oh, we still got this debt. Like, why would we have a plant a church? Like, so we're praying through that. We felt like we still needed to go and plant a church. So we decided to plant a church. God calls us to Bellevue. It's not super cheap here. You know what I'm saying? And um, so like, we're just praying and we're praying. And all of a sudden we get a notice in the mail an opportunity for a loan forgiveness that felt like from heaven. And basically this loan forgiveness opportunity said this, if you will as a family pay 10% of the debt that you owe, we'll clear out the rest. And so we're like, it's a scam. There's no way this is true. Like, yes, we've been praying every day for five years. I mean, I kind of got sick of that prayer, to be really honest. You know, and I was like, and so we look into it. Pastor Preeve, he calls and he researches and he calls and he's talking to different people. And he's like, Amrita, this is legit. This could be an answer to our prayer. And I'm telling you what, you guys. We paid 10% of that, our total debt. And in a minute... Almost the red, they wiped out almost over half of the rest of our debt. It was gone. Can we give Jesus a round of applause? And all of a sudden, we had power in our spirits. We felt like we could pay the rest of this. We're not going to be in debt for the rest of our lives. Our kids can go to college. You know? Like, we're just like, we can do this. God is amazing. Look what he did after five years of push. Pray until something happens. Don't give up. Don't give up. I promise you, God will come through somehow. He will come through. So how do we do this? How do we live a prayerful and a powerful life? I want to get really practical today on how we do this. So uh, I want you to see uh, some really cute, a really cute video of some pretty genuine, awesome prayers. So Phil, let's roll that video. Grow weird. 
He has dinosaur wallpaper. Did you see that? He had a dinosaur like stuffed animal, like PJs. This some of you are like dinosaurs is what I just told the people around me that I like are my least favorite animal. Some of you are like, do not bring the dinosaurs back. That kid is crazy. So I want to share today just like I really love this video because I do think that those little kids, those that faith just the little kid has helped me to feel bad when I make a mistake, God. You know, like those are the sweetest prayers, right? And sometimes really we can go to God as simply as that. And sometimes some of the reasons why we don't pray are because we struggle with believing that God is there. We struggle with believing. We get a little bit distracted. We think that that the prayer is a little bit too mystified. Like sometimes I'm laying in my bed and I'm like, God, thank you for today. Lord, I just I just pray that tomorrow we you covered tomorrow. We got a lot of stuff to do. Bananas! And I'm like, shoot. We ran out of bananas today. What am I gonna feed my son in the morning? Like, do we have any eggs? I don't know if we have any eggs. I need to go get groceries. Like, I gotta get up early and go get groceries. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was just praying. I was just praying. We get distracted. There's different reasons why we're not praying. Have you ever noticed, I've noticed this, that while we believe in the power of prayer, I don't think that we're praying. What do you see after every tragedy that happens in our world? On social media, what do you see? Pray for Las Vegas. Pray for Texas. Pray for these tragedies that have happened in the world. And, and I think that while we want to believe in prayer, I think sometimes we even believe in the power of prayer, there's, there's a lack of prayer happening. And so I want to break it down for us today and make prayer really simple for us. And I love the disciples because the disciples, they are these followers of Jesus in the scriptures. They're following Jesus and they're listening to him. They're learning about how to preach. They're learning about how to care for people. They're learning about all these things. And they're learning about Jesus and his word. And then one day they go to Jesus and they say, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? Teach us how to pray. And I think that's so awesome because the the disciples at that point had been reciting prayers, rehearsed prayers, but they saw Jesus off by himself. He would often go, and they saw him praying in a way that made them want to pray, to learn how to pray the way Jesus prayed. And so they asked Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. 
And in Matthew 6, some of us know this scripture. Matthew 6, 9, it's a prayer. This is what Jesus responds. This is how to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Today I wanna to talk about this way that God taught the disciples how to pray. We often rehearse this scripture. We, we often like just kind of like run through this scripture really fast in our minds or we say it at church when it's time to sort of pray what we call the Lord's Prayer. Have you heard of that, the Lord's Prayer? And uh, so I believe that there is something about this prayer that's even more than just the word. The words are powerful, but God wants us to learn how to pray through this prayer. Pray this prayer. And so I'm going to teach you the five P's, okay? The five P's. We're living, we're living a prayerful life so we can have a powerful life. There is a really like genius pastor in Oklahoma. His name is Craig Groeschel. And he, uh, I, studied, I studied this this week, and he just has an incredible way to remember kind of the headings, the topics, if you will, of the Lord's Prayer. So I want to teach us today some really easy, a practical way to pray the Lord's Prayer. So you're going to want to write this down, or at the very end, the slide is going to be up, and you can like take a quick picture, that's what I do. Take a quick picture of this, because it might help you as you're praying. So while we want to have a daily conversation with God, like I did in Kim's car. We want to also spend some time in prayer. And I want to tell you this, these five P's only take about 15 minutes a day. Would you spend 15 minutes walking through these five P's? Are you ready for this? The first one is this. <clears throat> Seek God's presence with a worshipful heart. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know, I was, as we were singing this song, the Lord's Prayer this morning, the worship team was singing that, I was just thinking, if, if you just even sang the bridge of this song, that's what it means to seek God's presence. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever. God, I'm seeking your presence. You are holy. You are above. That's what it means to seek his presence. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name, Jesus. So that's all you have to do. I just prayed it for you. Seek God's presence with a worshipful heart. The second one is this. I'm going to fly through these. Seek God's priorities over your own. Prayer doesn't always have to be about you. Did you know that? Prayer can be about something else. And I was actually doing this this morning. I was doing 15 minutes of this. I was here at the church. We were setting up. I decided to go to the other side of the comedy club. I'm sitting. I seek God's presence. And then number two, I seek his priorities. And I'm like, God, what's on your priority today? And immediately, God brought to me a, a friend who came here this morning to volunteer who is in a lot of pain and who is struggling with an illness in her life. And so I literally stopped in the middle of my 15 minutes. I went and got my friend. I took her back to the other side of the comedy club. I said, can I pray for you? Because that is God's priority. God's priority wasn't, I'm ready to preach a good message. God's priority was, I'm ready to go pray for your friend who showed up at church this morning in pain, writhing pain. So I prayed for her. That was God's priority. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So seek God's presence, seek God's priorities. Number three, seek God's provision for your daily needs. This is where you can talk all about yourself. 
You can come to God and you can say, God, I am in need. God, I am struggling. God, I need you. I'm going to be really honest. I remember when I really had a huge crush on my husband and we weren't dating. I prayed that boy in. I prayed. Okay? Seek God's provision for your life. I got a man and I pray. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I prayed every day. I'm like, God, help him to notice me. You know, but I pray. Seek God's priorities for your life. Your, or I'm sorry, provision. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. So presence, priorities, provision. And number four, seek God's pardon for your sins. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Don't let your past mistakes and sins keep you from God and praying. I think some of us, we feel so guilty that we can barely have a conversation with God. But I'm telling you that we can go to God in honesty and in prayer. We can say this. We can say, God, I am feeling so guilty and I am feeling so heavy. But I know that you have forgiven me. Jesus, you died on the cross so that I might live free of guilt, free of this condemnation or heaviness that's on me. You can go to God. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Okay, so presence, priorities, provision, pardon. And the last one is this. Seek God's power to overcome temptation. This scripture doesn't mean that, um, let me just read, I always forget to read this. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This doesn't mean that God leads us into temptation. This means that God knew that we would struggle with temptation that we would struggle with temptation. And so I want you to just go to God. I'm just gonna pray this for you again. God, I pray, God, I need your help. I know that if I go to this party, I struggle with the temptation to not do things I don't wanna do. God, I know that if I sit down and hang out with this person, I know I'm gonna gossip my brains out. Help me, God. I need your help in my temptation and the things that make me feel tempted. Is this helpful? The five Ps, 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day, you can pray God's presence over your life, his priorities, provision, pardon, and power. A, power, a prayerful life is a powerful life. Make prayer your first response, not your last resort, and don't give up. Pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. I believe that God wants prayer to be practical and real and have it be uh, just, he loves it, so he wants us, he didn't make it like hard to get to him, right? This is, God wants you to come to him, he wants you to pray, and as we're fasting and prayers, we're going into 2018, I encourage you, I mean it, you need to scribble out your goals and you need to say, my number one goal is to pray. Every, every day this week, Amrita, I'm gonna do 15 minutes of the Lord's Prayer, and I'm gonna walk through the five Ps. I encourage you to spend time with God. Band, you can come on up. I encourage you to make prayer a true, a true practice in your life. 
You know, um, there's several different ways that you can pray. One of the things I like to do, sometimes I pray in my head. Sometimes I just, I just pray like from my heart in my head. You know, you're just talking to God inside. Sometimes you can pray writing down. I was going to bring these journals and I forgot them. But I have two journals. And when I had my first baby, uh, almost two years ago, I decided that I was going to write a prayer for my son every single day. And um, some of those prayers on those pages were only just a couple sentences long, but some of them were two and three pages long because I knew I need God to help me raise my child. If you're a parent in this room, you need Jesus to help you. I want to tell you another quick story. There were times in, in our lives, Pastor Pritipin and I, where, where we've laid down and I've gone to bed and I've felt so much anxiety. I've struggled, so I, I've struggled with that in my life before. And I would lean over to my husband and I'd say, Pritipin, will you just pray? We just pray for I'm just struggling right now. I just I don't know why I'm annoyed that I'm struggling, but I am. Would you pray? And Pritipin would pray over me, and instantly that anxiety anxiety was gone, and I would fall asleep. Husbands, pray for your wives. Pray out loud for them. Pray for your children. Are your children hearing you pray? Are your children hearing you connect with God? Or are you just kind of keeping it, sort of assuming that they'll they'll see that because they won't? I encourage you to pray. Another thing you can do is pray scripture over your life. I have several scriptures that I wrote out for 2018. One of them comes from Proverbs and it says, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's a prayer this year that I'm praying for my life. So I just, I, I just pray that scripture. I say, God, I pray that you would be the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I don't even know fully what that means, but I believe that as I pray that in 2018, God's going to bring some revelation, some life. He's going to help me understand even more of what it means for Amritha to have strength in her inner being, strength in my life. And you can pray for someone. You can pray for other people. These are real, simple, practical ways to pray. And so I want to invite us today. How many of you just even right now would say, I'm going to commit to 15 minutes of the Lord's Prayer? Is there anybody that would just raise their hand and say, I'm read that. That's awesome. Hands everywhere. I'm so excited. This is going to change your family. It's going to change our church. It's going to change our city if we pray. A prayerful life is a powerful life. And my prayer for you this year is that I've sought God for this congregation. My prayer for you this year is that you would be on the offense and not the defense. The scripture says that you would be the head and not the tail, right? This is what I'm praying for you this year. And some of you today, you're sitting here, you just stepped into church for the first time, or you're here for the 50th time, but you're struggling with God. Some of you are a prayer away from life change forever. Some of you are a prayer away. And I just want to invite you this morning. We're going to take some time and we're going to pray because I got two minutes left, baby. Okay, we're going to pray. And I want to just pray for you, but I also want to pray for those who have never given their lives to Jesus. You're one prayer away. You're one honest conversation away from true life change, for, for Jesus to enter into your life, impact your life, and change your life forever. It's not a magic spell. It's just talking to God, the one who made you, the one who created you. So let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. And sometimes we're supposed to close our eyes in prayer. Sometimes if you're driving and you're praying, please don't close your eyes. But I just want to pray for you today. And then I'm going to give an opportunity for those who have never 
given their life to Jesus, to give their life to Jesus. So I just want to pray, God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for being on the other side of our prayers. Thank you that you hear them. Thank you, God, that we can live a powerful life, not a powerless life. Lord, I pray over every person in this room that life would not be defeated this year, but people would live in victory, would live and pray, God, until something happens. Lord, I pray for the marriages in this room right now that are falling apart and that are struggling. I pray for men and women, husbands and wives that are not on the same page and don't feel like they're on the same team. I pray right now, God. I pray right now that you would enter into our marriages and God, our marriages this year would be more strengthened. Would be, we would be more on the same page. We would walk together. We would be hand in hand because Jesus, you entered our marriages. Father, thank you. Thank you for those that raised their hand and said every day for 15 minutes, I'm going to pray the five Ps. Lord, I pray that you would give those people stamina and strength and remind them every day to pray, to connect with you. Jesus, I thank you. And I want to pray for healing today. If you're someone who needs healing, God's healing touch in your life, your body is hurting or aching, I want you to slip up your hand really quick for me right now. You're struggling with pain in your body. Lord, I lift up these people right now to you, Jesus. Lord, you said that, that if we would humble ourselves in prayer, you would hear from heaven and you would heal their land. And Lord, I pray for healing right now in the name of Jesus. God, where there is pain in these individuals' bodies, I pray, God, that you would touch it. I pray that you would touch it. I pray that your healing hand would be on their pain and that it would be gone. I pray that the next time they go to the doctor, Jesus, the doctor would say it's gone. Something has happened because Jesus, you have touched the sickness in their life and you have made it go away and you have brought healing in their life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. We're living on the offense and not the defense. And Lord, I just pray right now for those that want to give their hearts to you. So if you're someone in this room, you can keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you're someone in this room, you've never given your life to Jesus. I want you to slip up your hand right now. Just slip your hand up. I'm just going to pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Amen. All right. Well, we can all open our, our eyes, and I want us to pray this prayer together. If you're giving your life to Jesus for the very first time, let's pray this prayer together as an individual and together uh, as a body, okay? Let's pray this. Lord Jesus, I need you. Everybody together, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time in your life, it will be the most powerful prayer of your life. You just gave your heart to Jesus. Can we give it up for those that gave their heart to Jesus for the first time today? Amen, amen.